0: Hello Patriots, welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. If you would, go ahead and go to anchor.fm, sign up for listener support. If you like my YouTube videos, please hit the like and subscribe button. Last but not least, visit survivaldefensetactics.com and sign up for email notifications at the bottom of the page. Today we're going to talk about sanitation and disease. I'm sure that sounds like a boring subject, but let's pay attention because it's very important. Why is sanitation so important? Well, obviously it helps thwart off diseases. There's things that every one of us can do. We've probably all seen the TV shows or the commercials about third world countries and the disease that the people there are having to live with. And a lot of it stems from nothing more than poor sanitation by nobody's fault of their own. I'm just saying in general, just straight out. Some of the diseases you can look at. Towards seeing in poor sanitation areas would be like cholera, diarrhea, dysentery, hepatitis A, typhoid, and polio. Now, sanitation in itself doesn't require a third-world country event. All it takes, truthfully, is for something in your normal everyday life to be disrupted. Uh, last week, we had a pretty epic snowstorm for Oklahoma, and a lot of the pipes around here froze water stop flowing. Well, if the water stops flowing, that makes it really difficult for you to flush your toilets. And thus begins a sanitation problem. In addition to not being able to flush your toilets, you're not able to take baths or showers, washing dishes, cleaning the house, so forth, and so on. So sanitation is highly important. This is something we should all make a priority around our own homes, be it poop hitting the fan or not. If the grid ever does go down and... Your, if you live in town and your, your water municipality for some reason doesn't do every single thing they can to keep the water flowing, then it's going to be up to you to find alternate ways to be able to do those things, those everyday things like flushing the toilet and taking baths and so on. There are some enemies to sanitation. I'm going to name them off real quick and give you some reasons why. And these are common household things that Just about all 50 states have to deal with at some point or another. And if you don't for geographical location, kudos to you. Roaches, mice, flies, and mosquitoes. Now, these are just four examples of how to disrupt normal sanitation, not including, you know, uh, utility interruptions such as, you know, frozen water pipes or if the grid goes down for extended periods of time. And by grid going down, I don't mean necessarily World War III or anything of that nature, but like an ice storm, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, anything that would disrupt your normal daily activities, your normal daily life. And of course, with every one of these four enemies I just mentioned, there are ways to prevent them from becoming a very large problem. We're going to start with mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are very prevalent in Oklahoma during the spring and the summer and all the way up into the early part of the fall. Mosquitoes can carry diseases like Zika virus. Uh, They can cause paralysis and, and pregnant women birth defects, West Niles virus. Some of the common symptoms of West Niles virus, fever, headache, body ache, vomiting, And diarrhea, Uh, malaria is another disease and some of the symptoms of malaria is fever, vomiting, headache, and yellow skin. If you are in a situation where you have diarrhea, diarrhea and dehydration do go hand in hand. And the last thing in the world you need, even on a good day, is diarrhea and dehydration. And it doesn't have to be just diarrhea. Continuous vomiting will also cause dehydration. Not trying to be gross or nasty about it, but the truth is the truth. You need to be able to prevent at every level that you possibly can these symptoms from happening. One of the best ways of doing it, control the mosquito population where you live. I know that sounds like a major headache, but imagine the headache involved with dehydration and diarrhea diarrhea at the same time so the old saying an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure it's very accurate it's very true next mouse diseases yeah i don't know many you'll probably remember years and years ago there was a soda pop company i don't remember which one it was and even if i did i wouldn't tell you because i don't feel like bad-mouthing anybody in particular but there was a company that made soda pops they're still in business and in their warehouse, set pallets and pallets and pallets of canned soda, and it was waiting for its, you know, turn to be loaded on the trucks to be shipped out to its determined destination. Mice were getting on top of it, peeing and pooping on top of these cans. Now, at some point during transport, I'm sure most of it fell off, vibrated off, whatever. By the time it got to its at home, if you will, when somebody bought it and took it home, and consumed the beverage, they started getting sick. Well, it's become a widespread problem very short, in a very short period of time and the doctors are able to track, track the problem back to mouse ear. Well, now it's like a mandate, I believe it's actually a federal law, that if you have any kind of a consumable product in a consumable type container, like a pop can, for example, that they have to be plastic wrapped to prevent mice here and mouse droppings from sitting on the cans. That's just disgusting to think about anyways. But make it a habit of when you buy anything like that from the store where the tops are open and exposed, like before you open a can of corn that did not come in a case. Maybe you should wash the top of the can off before you open it and start preparing it for a meal. And that's just an example. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, so just kind of bear with me, forgive me. The Hantavirus, I believe is how it's pronounced. That's the mouse disease I was talking about. Some of the symptoms of the Hantavirus is fatigue, fever, muscle aches, dizziness, chills, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. And at the later stages of it, shortness of breath, because the lungs are filling with fluid, and of course that, if not taken care of, immediately can lead to death. So not only are mouse mice nasty to have in your house just to begin with because of the mess they make, they actually present a very deadly potential for health hazards. Roach diseases. Uh, Salmonellosis, typhoid fever, cholera, dysentery, leprosy. There are mouse traps rat traps, roach traps, flypaper. There's all kinds of ways of helping control these pests in your home. Roaches, roaches, sorry, roaches have uh, little combat traps that you can put down on the floor. They're very small. They stay out of the way. Not sure how they work. Somebody told me it's basically like having duct tape lined on the inside of a box. Roach goes in, they get trapped, they can't get back out. Flies are another pest that we want to pay attention special attention to some of the things that flies can bring into your home diarrhea typhoid cholera believe it or not eye infections uh, i don't like the ideas of my house being full of flies anyways but knowing that they carry in with them potential diseases and health concerns should automatically get us all on the upper hand of taking a proactive step against them Remember what I told you, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So whatever it is that you can do that would inhibit them from making your house a home, do so. As soon as you see any kind of potential problem start, that's when to hit it. Don't wait until it gets out of hand. Once roaches take over, they take over. So just be prepared to do whatever it is you need to do to keep that rodent and the pest infestation to an absolute minimum, hopefully eliminated. Your health is one of the most important assets as a prepper or a survivalist. And uh, very, very good examples of my current living situation. My wife is ill and she depends upon me for every single thing. If I get ill and I cannot take care of her, then her condition worsens So I have to take care of not only me, I have to take care of her and our two grandsons. And staying ahead of the curve on diseases and infestations and anything like that automatically puts us a step ahead of the game. And whether you have dependence, maybe you live alone, you're single, you're divorced, whatever it is, maybe you live by yourself for whatever reason, then you totally depend upon you for your needs. And yet again, if you get sick and there's nobody there to help you, this compound's a problem. Stay on top of the pests. Stay on top of the diseases. Keep your sanitation up. I'm not saying scrub your house top to bottom day in and day out with bleach. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying just keep your living environment as healthy and clean as humanly possible. And when little hiccups come that prevent your day-to-day normal life from being normal do what you can to get it back to normal as much as possible as fast as possible you need to stay healthy keep your environment clean keep your food clean well cooked your water clean keep the pests and the rodents down to an absolute minimum if not an elimination stay ahead of the curve stay informed if you're ever curious about some of the other ways of keeping your house clean there's all kinds of websites you know even fema has a deal on there to tell you how to help combat uh, disease issues and sanitation problems. Stay safe. God bless.